Hi, I'm Tatiana Apoxina and I'm the co-founder of the Looks Good On Me app and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And uh, many uh, episodes ago now, I recorded just a really interesting episode with someone who was on the cutting edge of uh, music. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, it's certainly an episode worth going back to. Uh, his name is Andrew Dubber. Uh, he's a professor of music. And I-, I loved that episode. And I really wanted to get somebody else who is on uh, the cutting edge or certainly, you know, being innovative with doing different things with technology and, and, uh, and music and sound. And I've just managed to secure an interview with uh, Bill Bryant. He is the CEO and uh, founder of Soundation. And uh, all the links will be in the show notes. It's episode 186. Uh, just go to theappguy.co and check out uh, episode 186 with Bill Bryant and you'll get all the links to uh, his websites and uh, the apps and the things that we're going to mention in the show. So, uh, Bill, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Great. Thank you, Paul. Really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity to chat to you because you're doing some really cool stuff in the uh, field of sound and um, using Google Hangouts. Perhaps you can give us in a summary in the first few minutes uh, what it is you're getting up to. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of um, a a historical background of myself and and the company. But basically, uh, the company is called PowerFX Systems, and I've been one of the early guys involved in the commercial sample business. That's uh, like... uh, pieces loops and pieces of music that other producers use to make music with in music software. And I've licensed sounds uh, over the years to like, uh, if you get GarageBand or Logic, it comes with like a bunch of loops and 5,000 of those loops are from us. And I've been doing it for virtually all the music software companies, uh, Propellerheads, Reason, Ableton Live. Uh, so, so we have a, a really great sound library, and we've been licensing the music software. And then eventually, we decided, like, why don't we develop our own software? And because there's so many great desktop software, uh, music software companies out there, we decided uh, when the time was right, we would we would make a version in the cloud and have it accessible in your web browser. And uh, about four years ago, we started working on this, and uh, we've slowly built it up now. And uh, yeah, now Soundation is a, a very robust entry-level uh, music creation tool in your browser. Well, that is. Well, first of all, I have to say congratulations on having such an impact in the world because it, it must it must change the way you listen to music because you listen to all this stuff that's being created, and you can um, maybe you you get to. Uh, remind you of the loops that you put into the uh, garage band you know one of the most successful uh, pieces of software out there for creating uh, music and stuff how does that make you feel yeah it, it, it's really exciting right now because and it really opens the the, the whole uh, music creation uh, opportunities for for so many people now because in the past you know there was this paywall if you wanted to sort of dabble or try out music creation digitally anyways like uh, we're talking about mostly making music on computer um, you know there was always like oh you, you'd have to buy a, a product and download it or 
or you know get a, a CD-ROM and install it and this and that and then take the time to learn something and it, it was always a cost involved. With Soundation, it's free basically. It's a freemium model. You just go online, you go to the website, you start working immediately with all the sounds and virtual instruments that we have and you only pay if you want more sounds or more functionality. So I, I would love to know about this new feature that you've got called, uh, which integrates with Google Hangout. I'm a big Google Hangout fan and I love going on there and and hang out with uh, other entrepreneurs and app developers. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that aspect of it, because that's obviously collaborative and uh, and right at the heart of uh, getting together and creating, you know, music. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting because it, it's sort of the dawn of like uh, the concept of uh, social music making, which is really nothing new if you're in a band. But yeah, most digital music makers, it's a very like uh, solitary. Uh, endeavor you know it's like you're if you're a dj or electronic uh, edm music maker basically it's your computer your software and you're making your tracks but you're not really collaborating with anybody if you're like the bedroom producer so with the google hangout it, it's it's incredible because uh foundation works as an app within google hangout so we're sort of piggybacking on their technology and their video uh, conferencing. So basically you can have up to nine people working on the same arrangement in Soundation and video chat with them and see and talk with them and, and drag and drop loops in there and yeah and comment. It's it's really opens up the door to incredible possibilities of me and you working together and me being in Stockholm and you being in London. Yeah this is what I was going to talk about because if you think about the past in music uh, it's come out of big cities you know where there's been a scene like Chicago. I remember the early days of Chicago dance music and uh, all these these various uh, Miami, you know, it's, it's where everyone hangs out, creates music, but not everyone has the opportunity to live in those locations. And so what, what I'm seeing, uh, and I'd love you to, you know, reflect on this and, and tell me what you think, is that no matter where you are, you know, listening to this right now, if you're, you know, as long as you've got an internet connection, which is pretty much most of the planet, that you have the opportunity to uh, connect with like-minded individuals and create music. Yeah, it, re it really, you know, it, it rips down all the barriers, at least the geographical barriers. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to, 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 to be able to do that. There, there have been, you know, many attempts over the last 20 years, I think, to, to try to duplicate this. And they haven't been very successful. And there's always one element in, in the internet recording thing that sort of makes it a little bit difficult because there's always going to be uh, some degree when recording different instruments a, a little bit more latency on the internet than on a desktop application. But it's getting very much, much better now than it was in the past. And with electronic music making, when you're using loops and step sequencing and, and virtual instruments, there's, there's less... Uh, the simultaneous recording so so latency isn't that much of an issue because you're not really using it yeah i'm thinking almost like there was um there was a viral video that uh, was uh, about daft punk and the uh, someone was dissecting that electronically and showing how to create the the loops and 
have you got any examples from uh, something that's been done uh, on your software with your loops that people would recognize and the, the name of perhaps? Uh, because I remember watching that and it was just amazing watching the guy work uh, and being able to like potentially have a Google Hangout, Hangout with someone like that and learn from them. I, I can imagine is really powerful. Yeah, we have, we have a YouTube channel with some videos of us uh, working on um on uh, the Google Hangout and how, how you know demonstrating that, so I can I can send you some links afterwards and you can put it up. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely put those in. So anyone listening, if they want to listen to and check out some of the music, then uh, what are you waiting for? Just go over to the uh, theappguy.co episode one eight six and uh, and check out all the links that will be linking to those uh, various uh, channels on YouTube and videos that uh, are probably. I'm going to be doing that after we're finished uh, chatting here. Uh, so, Bill, what what do you see for the future of music? Then, what uh, has what, what's what's up around the corner? Because you've been in it, involved so many years, you've seen so many changes. Uh, what do you see uh, as the future of music? Yeah, it, it's a it's a really interesting time. We just did one one thing that's pretty interesting right now. We we uh, we created a, an API that connects to. Uh, a music aggregator. So basically what you could do is you make a track in Soundation and then you want to distribute it. So if you're an independent artist, uh, you don't have a record deal or anything like that, you can make a track in Soundation, uh, pay a small fee and then you click uh, release track and it goes on to Spotify and iTunes, Deezer and Google Play uh, directly from the application. So, so uh, I think things like this are, are really uh, forward-looking. So now that you know you're bypassing your record label, the actual you know uh, artist can make music in one place and also distribute it to to the digital stores. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, monopolies because uh, there's a lot of, I guess, transfer between what mu- indie musicians are doing and uh, what uh, app developers are doing, and just in terms of. Monopolies. If you think about uh, the app world, that it was the the best time to perhaps be in it was when it first came out. The iPhone was first launched. Uh, there was only one thousand uh, uh, apps on the uh, App Store. We've chatted to one of the guys that got in there early, and he said it was a ma- an amazing time because uh, there was no competition virtually. N- now uh, it seems like there are these big powerhouses that p- have huge budgets. And for marketing and uh, that, you know, that to get into the top 10 uh, on the charts for the app store, it's it takes money and it's becoming harder and harder for the indie app developer. And I see the same with music because you look at the, the charts on Spotify and they do reflect quite, quite similar what's actually happening, uh, you know, on radio and uh, the old forms of digital. It's just like these these monopolies are the old record labels are being replaced by some of the new digital monopolies like Apple. And well, do you have any comments to that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard because um, I always thought that, that, you know, the best apps were sort of these web apps um, as the, as the web develops and, and you can actually make equivalent to desktop apps on the web. It's much more freeing than actually having an, an eye iOS app because there's still this paywall. You still have to deal with Apple. You still have to give up 30 percent, you know. And it, it, like you say, it's still a monopoly. And and it's the same with like a lot of the Android products. But on, on an actual web app, you can have an independent company come up and and put it up there, and they don't have to you know give away uh, you know 30 percent to to and 
and and do things like apply and you know to be approved yeah because what do you think to the 30 percent i mean how does that compare with what record labels used to charge for their oh services? yeah certainly certainly an improvement you know that's definitely a, a much better improvement but still there's there's some uh, uh big power that you have to uh, you know you have to pay to yeah yeah and and so do you think that it's still just as hard now to break into you know almost the the mainstream as it was t- 10 years ago uh i i think it's not hard to break uh, yeah break in yes most definitely it's it's much easier just to do things and, and get it out there and then what happens beyond that is it, yeah that's what's very difficult like you say with the app store, you, in the beginning there's only a few guys. Now it's like you put up a music app, and it's like uh, there's, there's uh, get in line. You know? Yeah, that's right. And I want to just appeal to the listeners right now, the apps to try, uh, because listening to this, uh, almost the the way that I've learned from this uh, podcast to, to go about things is to build up your own audience. To you know, not focus too much on trying to. Uh, get onto you know the the charts or tr- trying to get get into the big time, but just focus on building up your own community, your own following, your own audience, uh, and then uh, you know just keep improving upon what you're doing. And uh, I mean, if anyone wants to see improvement, just go back and listen to my episode one and two. <laughs> and then you'll uh, and now we're on episode yeah. six. It's getting worse. But uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but, but what would you say to just building up your own audience? Yeah. Uh, it's taken us, a, you know, uh, just recently we passed the one million registered user mark. We're really happy like that. But, I mean, small small independent artists, companies, uh, developers, I think you really have to focus on the niche that you're addressing in the beginning. And, and we focused on, in the beginning, to get traction and whatnot. Uh, basically, schools that didn't have a whole lot of money uh, started really picking up foundation because... Uh, even the, the 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 poor school districts and whatnot in, in the states and, and in Europe have internet connections and, and, and can go online and, and they don't have to have and pay for a software. So we got a, a, a lot of our traction from schools in the beginning, and then addressing that niche. Yeah, let's let's talk about that, Bill, because that that would be you know as a as someone who's listening to this right now, I know they'd be fascinated by uh, your progress towards that 1 million. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get there fairly close in terms of uh, app sessions for the, the use of my apps. And it's, it's amazing, but it takes a, a kind of while. How did you approach uh, your distribution and, and getting the word out in the early days? Because I'm guessing like the rest of it then just took care of itself. Perhaps you can talk about, uh, you know, your your growth of Soundation and how you actually went about launching and, and getting the, the word out. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't have a very big marketing budget or anything like that. So we, in the beginning, we did a little bit of AdWords, uh, but that we stopped after a few months. And then basically, it's just like uh, every time we do a new development, I send out press releases from... from uh, from the involvement in, in sampling business, I have quite a few contacts and, and whatnot. So a lot of the press releases were getting picked up and, and some articles came out from that. But other than that, it's just uh, elbow grease and just pushing and pushing and constantly trying to get the word out and doing a few trade shows. And, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then I think also the key thing is we, we, uh, we answer every support mail 
And we have a community now uh, that's posted over 350,000 songs that are created in, in Soundation. And the community, is, it's very similar widget to SoundCloud. And, and you can put it up there and you can share it. So, uh, so having groups and, 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 all, and constantly talking to our customers and, and whatnot, we think it's, it, that really helps. Bill, I've learned so much from just that chat there. So what I'm taking away from you is, is that, first of all, you got to where you are because perhaps of your experience and uh, the, the network that you grew over the years and years of doing this, but also uh, that you uh, are doing what you love doing. And so that, that passion is, I'm sure, driving you forward and, and getting you out there every day. Uh, and then also caring for your community and then really caring. And that's that's the, the one thing I I'm striving to do as well, follow my passion and care about the people listening to the show. Uh, and I do that by sending personal audio messages to people that I uh, think are listening and uh, that are connecting with me and, and being responsive. And uh, that, that is that that's pretty much what I'm summing up from what I've learned in terms of your growth and success. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the, the other guys, we're just a small company for people here. Uh, the other guys are really committed to what they do here whether it be making the sounds or doing community support. It's, it's really good. So for you listening right now, listening to us talk about this, uh, again, if you're thinking about an app idea and you're, you're solely thinking about the money, forget that idea because that is not going to sustain you and hustle you and keep you moving forward. Uh, I think, am I right to say and advise, don't, don't just try and copy something because it's successful and you think you'll get rich from it. Uh, actually, uh, do something you you believe is is making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. My 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 history is like uh, I'm originally a musician, a drummer, and uh, I, I started playing my own beats for sampling CDs way back, and then uh, had the opportunity to go around and record some of my like heroes. Like I recorded some drummers from James Brown, and the drummers of Motown, the original guys that played on all the Motown tracks. And, and people like that, and they were big sellers at the time in, in sampling business. So, so that was my passion, and, and, and following through there, and then, and then, uh, you know, it it just grew from there. So, it, it, it and it's still like that today. We still, we still, we still have a, a sound business within Soundation because uh, you you have an integrated sound library. What's that's another really interesting thing. Uh, with PowerFX and the sound library business, uh, was really good. And then about 2008, around that period, of, uh, it got very difficult to continue because with piracy and and whatnot, it, with digital media like that, it was very easy for people to get your stuff and send it all over to the peer peer to peer network. So with Soundation, we have um, we have an integrated sound library. So if you're a premium buyer. We have like over 30,000 loops and sound effects that you can use that's right in, in, you know, uh, in, in your sequencer. So you can just uh, go online, uh, put in your password, and then drag any of those loops in. So you have a, an, a massive, an amazing library. I've got a good friend of mine who's been in digital for a long time and, and he would love a chat with you because uh, he was he came out with something called Bits and Pieces, which was uh, creating this kind of audience for um, buying sample samples of things uh, in, in, and being able to throw those into your uh, music. And there's a lot of that now happening. And, and he, he was at the forefront of um, 
you know, the ability to purchase those things, uh, obviously not as, as much as you, but, uh, you know, getting into garage band and all that stuff. But, uh, that, and it, uh, I think, yes, yeah, certainly he would love to hear this. And, uh, that's why I mention it. Uh, and also that listening to you as well, uh, is that I believe that, um, the Motown period must have been a, I think it's one of the most sampled, uh, periods of all time. Is that, is that right? You know, from, from now, if you go and listen to modern music, there's just so many samples taken from, uh, that period of time. Yeah, it's amazing because it was just one band called the Funk Brothers that basically played on all those tracks. And and all those guys got so <laughs> amazingly ripped off, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, there's um, there's actually just, an, there's an interesting TED talk. And I'm going to have to put this in the show notes because I can't quite remember uh, the DJ's name. But he, he's a DJ and he did a talk on TED and he took one uh, single from 1980 or something, you know, some early period. And uh, he went through the, uh, the history of music on how different uh, big artists were using a sample of that. It's the most sampled uh, single of all time. And uh, it was a fascinating talk and certainly, uh, you know, worthy of anyone listening to this now to go and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the history of like uh, samples basically started with, uh, you know, way back in early rap music, they would just... Uh, you know, um, they would wait for the the band to break down and, and there would just be a drum beat there and then they would loop that around and around and rap over it. So, and then when rap started to be, you know, become part of the mainstream music, uh, people started recognizing their loops on it and, and, and suing these people. And then that's where, like, uh, we started because we, we would copy those kind of beats and then sell them royalty-free. So that's why, uh, you know, when the band breaks down, that's why they call it break music or, or they break dancing or whatnot. <laughs> that's great. You've just taught me where break dancing, the name came from. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's basically the, the start of the, the, the whole sampling business came about from that. But the, the funny thing is all the drummers that, that played on those records, um, they never got any of that, those royalties when, you know, when James Brown, like the, probably the most sampled beat is the funky drummer from James Brown's uh, band. But, you know, the record company and James Brown sued a lot of those those people that, that had that beat on their on their rap. And uh, but the drummer, he never made anything. And it was just all him. You know? Wow. Yeah. It's actually, I just remember the guy's name that it's Mark Ronson. And uh, he's he's the DJ. Uh, and uh, he. He does this wonderful. Yeah, he's TED worked talk with there. Amy Winehouse, I think. Recently, yeah, that's right. Yeah, one of oh, not recently. Yeah, before she died, that uh, she, he was, um, and, and and so he he does a very good job, much better than I'm doing, explaining about the history of music and uh, and why he actually believes that uh, sampling is a good thing. And obviously, I guess you would agree with that, given that you have built your whole career and life around sampling loops. So uh, it would have taken a very different course if it had. Um, maybe a lot of those early lawsuits have uh, been different. Because I, I remember, um, I, I think uh, Erasure were, at the time was sampling ABBA and ABBA went after them big style, you know, because they were using uh, a lot of their uh, sampled music and uh, I'm pretty sure ABBA lost maybe. And uh, that opened up the whole uh, music uh, of uh, uh, resampling and uh, remixing uh, singles. Yeah. Um, and I guess nowadays it's very common, you know, a lot of DJs I listen to uh, just uh, they actually openly invite their uh, fans to go and, you know, remix their tracks before they launch their tracks. I think uh, there's there's a promotion to, yeah, you know, it's it's good and it's an honor to be remixed uh, 
I guess is that what you're seeing? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a viral marketing uh, concept. Yeah, know, to, so, so Bill, we have more, more people in there. We've got, we've got uh, just a few minutes left. And before we leave, there are two things that we always like to do on this show. Uh, one is come up with new ideas for anyone because we're, we're a load of indie app developers. We build stuff. So uh, we love to try and figure out new things that we can build. And w the way we do this um, is ask you straight out whether you have any ideas for an app that you've been thinking about that you're willing to share. Uh, if you have, great. If not, there's another way we can flesh out an idea from you. We're getting a lot of requests from schools to to uh, to implement what we do with in Soundation, but only also have video, uh, where where it's a cloud-based uh, uh, music creation and video creation tool, so that you could put in uh, a video track and then also make music in the background or add sound effects into it, and then render it out. There you go. So there's a great app idea to because um, I was actually just um, as you're speaking about schools I was uh, last week uh, at my uh, kids school they go to school that just started and there was uh, the musician there and, and he was teaching he's going to be running a music class and they don't use any technology at all it's all plastic trumpets and trombones and stuff like that but I uh, kind of regretted that he didn't bring anything electronic into the, the you know the um the classroom and uh, and give people an opportunity certainly kids an opportunity to try and create music on uh, iPads and iPhones and devices you know it was, I was a bit disappointed with that yeah yeah uh, but I guess you've seen that haven't you the, 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 there's the old style and people don't want to change and uh, yeah it, it definitely we've done a couple of demos and you, you know some music teachers are totally frightened you know they're they got their acoustic guitar and they're playing Michael Row the Boat Ashore and stuff and you know, the kids are, they don't see any connection between a lot of the, the music that's being taught in music school and what they're listening to, you know, and, and what they're seeing and hearing, especially with like electronic music. They just don't see any connection whatsoever. So, so uh, yeah, and, and we're finding out that a lot of teachers uh, are, are petrified about technology and then the kids pick it up so quickly. So they're 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 kind of afraid that uh, how can I teach this to them? They're already picking up faster than I am. Yeah, and, and it's also the other people that are afraid, and you may want to you know comment on this are DJs because they hate Shazam. <laughs> they hate the idea that uh, people can go to a, a, a gig or any kind of um, you know place where DJs are uh, playing and charging people to come in, and and then you could just Shazam the whole playlist and put that on Spotify literally as you're standing there listening to the music. So, so the way they cure, and in fact, we had a, uh, I don't know if you heard of the court case, the um, lawsuit where Ministry of Sound was suing Spotify for, um, even though they don't own the rights to the actual individual soundtracks, they claim that the order that they're played in are the right of Ministry of Sound. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah, yeah, I read that actually. I did. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what ever happened to that? Because I think it's gone off the boil. I never really followed up. Yeah, I don't think Ministry of Sound got anywhere with that. Yeah, which uh, just shows that, you know, when the market's being disrupted, that, that there are going to be winners and losers. So so the final thing then, Bill, is this, this is the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. We'd love to know if you've got your device within reach, uh, perhaps you can pick it up and tell us what, you, you know, maybe a favorite app that you use uh, that uh, you could recommend to us that we may not have heard of before. Um. 
I've been really busy <laughs> doing what I, so I, I really haven't. Uh, That's used, okay. Uh, you don't have to name an app. You know, it's just, uh, if, um, I think that what you've given us so far is uh, more than enough. And uh, I mean, any final parting words uh, for anyone listening who perhaps wants to get a little bit more involved with uh, the music creation, you know, side of things, anything to encourage them to to go and do some stuff yeah i think it's a it's a really really interesting time there's so many very interesting uh music apps being made right now by some very talented uh developers there's some really interesting vst plugins uh, being created by by developers it's a really a great time to be involved in music and technology and things are, are changing and and, the, and some of the technology is changing. Just for instance, one of the reasons why we've been really successful being a small company on the internet is our, our, our sequencers developed in Flash. And, and, and nobody really wants to develop in Flash anymore uh, because it's not very mobile friendly and whatnot. So a lot of bigger guys have stood on the sidelines while they've been waiting for a technology like web audio or something or HTML5 to be robust enough to develop something like Soundation. And nothing really is is there yet. And then uh, we got actually contacted by the Chrome team to to develop Soundation in native client. And we just launched a beta version of that. We've been working on it for almost a year. And so this new version will be, it's just available in the Chrome browser and it doesn't have any flash in it and uh, it will be mobile. Uh, you'll be able to use it on an Android tablet and with a Chrome browser. And uh, it's, um, it's, it's really exciting. So it allows uh, us to develop a, a lot, lot more powerful virtual instruments and, and whatnot. So we could and, test and, that out, can we, uh, if we're using yeah, Chrome? Yeah, I'll give you, I'll send you the link to the, to the beta that's up there now. So uh, again, when, when anyone listening to this now and wondering how you know impactful you are, you are being approached by Google <laughs> to develop for them. Well, uh, how cool is that? Members of the member of the team, you know, uh, did that. So and they 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 gave us some uh, some assistance in in, in uh, starting the project. So. Well, well, Bill, as many of us that would dream of just having a quick uh, phone call from uh, Google. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, we're thinking about expanding the Chrome browser. We need your help. I mean, <laughs> that that must must have been an interesting phone call and something you can't say no to. Yeah, it it it, it was it was really exciting to get that, you know. But at the same token, at the same time, you know, we have to we still have to uh, do it ourselves, you know, and and uh, take that chance that it's going to be be successful. You know? Yeah, are they going to push it for you? Are they going to? Because I know we, they, ho- hmm. we hope so. Yeah, we we hope so. Uh, but there's nothing been. You know, uh, you know, put down a yeah. paper. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Google, Google does what Google wants, and uh, you participate and hope, hope that. Uh, I mean, just a small amount of marketing for them would would be enough to uh, catapult the whole thing to the next level. So yeah, yeah. Bill, it's been a wonderful journey. Thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. I'm so uh, grateful for your time. Uh, you're an inspiration to all of us. You know, the fact that you've got now a million plus registered users for Soundation. So people will be able to go to the show notes. But if there's anyone still wanting to reach out and connect with you, what what is the best way of uh, getting in touch with you directly? 
Yeah, you can just uh, contact me an email probably that's best. My email is bill with one L, B-I-L, at powerfx.com. Great. Bill, it's been a real pleasure and all the best with Sandation. Uh, you've got a million and one registered users now because I will <laughs> be registering just after mm. we chatted. And uh, thanks for sharing your story with us on, on the App Guy podcast. Great. Thank you very much for asking me, Paul. Appreciate that.